3: The Dum Dums and Dragons where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have taken their first step towards escaping Greensboro Penitentiary, but after rescuing Von Strauss, Alan was taken over by the voice in her head, Xanthus. Can our heroes carry out their plan, Sons wizard? How will Gary's secret motives affect their escape? Is Alan dead? Seriously, WTF? Find out next. On dum dums and dragons.
4: Alan, your eye goes red. You fall into a shoulder roll, stand up, feel your neck, smile, say finally, and disappear. Please give me your
0: character sheet and your cards.
1: No! (laughs) What?
0: This is what happened right before he ripped my character sheet up.
2: Don't rip it. Don't do not do that. Don't rip it. Oh, it's just going in a pile, maybe. Oh, oh, I'm folding this up, putting it in my pocket. Ah, interesting. Pockets better than pieces. Pockets
0: that's, way better than that's pieces. That's our motto
2: for the podcast from now on. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to be chanting pocket the next time you ask for a piece of paper. Pocket.
1: My heart is pounding right now.
2: And I'm sure Alan's is somewhere in Tom's pocket.
4: <laughs> Laura, I'm going to give you Von Strauss to control for the remainder of the adventure. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> did uh, Why
2: are you laughing, Von did, Strauss? I want to talk about this. That's not funny. <laughs> I know you have a problem with wizards, but that seems like a dick move right now. I stagger up. But I'm smoking. St- he's high. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're, you're stoned. That's... It's not funny at all. <laughs> Tom, this is so crucial. Where is Billy Fingers? Billy Fingers is on the ground. Billy, come here. And I wave Billy Fingers over. He's looking real concerned at Gary and comes over and is truly distraught. I pat him on my shoulder and I'm like, Billy, not Gary's fault. Honestly, Alan made a choice there. That was a bad call. Other things have happened. Not Alan's fault. Always trying to do good.
5: Where did she go? Uh, Did she
2: go? That's a new one. That's new? Yeah, I don't know what just happened. I talked with Alan about this vaguely and tried to explain to her what I thought was happening, and I think it's the worst version of what I thought was happening. She kept taking fucking deals and not asking questions. Quinny, I didn't want to out you because I didn't know what Alan knew and what you knew, but Jesus Christ, you seem to be in a very similar boat. This is the problem of trucking with demons. This is an unfortunate thing to say based on our experience, but apparently you have a deal with some sort of spooky black guy. Yeah. Alan seems to have been trading powers with one and when she used enough, it got the body. So Alan is somewhere with Xanthus. I'm gonna quote Alan here. We got to focus on this and deal with that later. If we're in prison, we're not getting to hell. We've got a friend in hell we can make a phone call to when we're out. But I need to get this fucking collar off before I can call the goddess.
0: I agree that we got to get that collar off you if we're going to make any steps towards bringing Alan back.
5: Good news is we have one less person to smuggle up the tower.
2: (laughs) And realistically, the other good piece of news was Alan was our weakest story. I am the Forsaken. This is Von Strauss. Alan was going to be a younger, half-not-drow clone of the Doctor. That was always not the best.
4: So, Von Strauss, your vision's kind of blurring. You're sort of coming back to yourself. Everything you know is upside down, left is right, up is down. You seem to have memories of tortures, you have memories of great victories, but through great, tremendous personal strength, you manage to focus on the task at hand. You don't quite feel like yourself, but damn it, whatever this is, you're going to get through it. You look around and you see a bird person, you see a tall, mostly naked, bearded man with a fresh scar on his face. And you see a tiny
2: ninja. Hey, we got your clothes. Because we don't know you don't know us anymore.
1: (laughs) What? I just look down at myself. You look great. (laughs) <laughs> thank you
5: okay I don't trust magic at all and I have a superstition that anything that magical might tip someone off in here through other security measures we should now storm the gates we are at the disadvantage let's press whatever we have and go up the tower and see what this brings oh. you are for some reason the forsaken the forsaken yeah he's
2: a big deal okay you should read my book I didn't write it but it's great boy and you should be joking
5: now after everything this is
2: a joke that's literally all true when he looks at gary is like
5: how yeah. did you
2: there's uh, the key is management a lot of people think it's lo- shut, <laughs>
5: shut up just <laughs> shut up we need to concentrate and think on what we're going to do here you are a new clone right strauss are you here what's
1: a clone wait what i'm what's your von strauss ne- yes what is
2: here's a challenge von strauss tell us Three things about yourself.
1: I am a paladin. One. Okay, that's good. I love flaming swords.
2: Okay, that's also good. <laughs> Two,
1: yes, yeah, mm. true. Okay. And I'm going to escape this prison. These I are like,
2: all good things. That's good. Now, can you just stand there for a second? And I gesture Gary and the Quinian. Okay, Von Strauss took the drugs and has gone bonkers. However, likes flaming swords. Sounds we like have him. a flaming sword, so I think we can get some trust. Wants to get out of prison, ultimately aligns with the goals. Monosyllabically confused. Honestly, that's probably better acting than Von Strauss could have done as a clone if Von Strauss is completely stupid. So... (laughs) Give him a sword, suit him up, follow the plan. That works for me. I start putting my armor on. What's the sad montage song? A slow, dramatic remake of Doctor, Doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you, but just slowed <laughs> the hell down so it's so tragic. And, and like, there's like a, a, a minor weird key. children's choir comes yeah, in absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It comes in partway through. And I'm just picturing Alan, not as she was at the end, but as she had been previously. Just laughing as she melts a goblet like everything turns horrible it's always like a nice memory and then ends in a homicide but i love both parts of it equally it's equally beautiful
5: question can i spend any amount of stress i've got four remaining because we mentioned that gary had other failed-ish escape plans is there a way he could have either tunneled or bypass at least getting for the front door of the tower, speeding us along? I there?
4: will give that to you for forced stress, but I want you to explain the three separate attempts that you <laughs> orchestrated that you weren't involved with. Tell me who it was, what they did, and how it failed.
5: Well, the first one, it was like 15 years ago. Not sure if you've heard about this one, but befriended a dwarf who was big into mining. They had a, a poster of Paylor, and just behind that poster, they were just chipping away and bearing mm-hmm. it through, and it was a pretty good tunnel. He got a solid 20 feet into the edge of the tower there. He was caught and didn't divulge the information there. As a dwarf, what was his ultimate fate? He became a clock. Jesus. Um, the second attempt was a little more elaborate. It was actually on this very day, the day of no births. There was a, a prison riot uh, when it came to evening because no one was getting cake and that was understandable. <laughs> um, and so we actually managed to storm past the guards up the tower and seeing that they were going to be overwhelmed. Also, Gary had befriended a wizard and uh, got them to transmute a stone to break the tunnel to the tower itself. And on the third try, which Gary did not think would work at all, but was kind of getting closer to desperation, he uh, befriended a druid called Jakob Goodbark, and uh, he kind of (laughs) broke his no magic rule for this one. And Gary pitched all these ideas of different useful animals, but he became a spider, uh, and followed this spider uh, through the hole. And actually, through his powers managed to uh, break through the hole and up the tower quite a ways and was going to make it clean, but the spider doubled back to bite a man in half, (laughs) and uh, then Gary had to slink in the shadows. So this tunnel actually was always an option for Gary, but it's just so loaded with <laughs> loss and failure. Some bad karma. <laughs> yeah. I had mean, some bad juju in that uh, Yeah, that some mojo, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, I think Gary's like, there is another way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you find yourselves in this tunnel, ignoring most of the blood. Von Strauss and I are in full armor. We got our gear. Alan's staff and stuff, I guess I'll just strap to my back. I don't want to lose your shit that didn't Tell teleport her go with her. her it or? did? Well, because Von Strauss had it, so it just teleported oh, away from uh, Von, yeah. Strauss. Von Strauss.
4: Von has is with Von Strauss.
2: Yeah, so I'll take the staff and strap it to me. But yeah, everything else you had on you.
1: Staff looks familiar. Yeah, I'll hang on to that, buddy. You're doing great.
5: (laughs) I trade him for the sword. I'm like, here's how you know we're on your team. We are very close. We just need to go up to the warden's office. I actually know nothing about the office itself. Quinny will pull Butthole aside
0: before we do this final push and say, look, this whole escape attempt has turned into a real shit show. Oh, yeah, this is a fucking disaster. So in light of what you have sacrificed for me, I'm going to be straight with you. Okay. If we need to go all out for a fight or something like that, there is something within me that you saw just a glimpse of when we were one that I can tap into to help us win the fight. I'm telling you now that I will try not to use it, but if it means surviving, if it means escaping, if it means finding Alan again, then that is something that I'm going to rely on. Do you know the terms of your deal? Feels like an internal service kind of thing. So no, to out why does nobody off. ask
2: questions about this? But okay, Look, There okay, was no
0: okay. time to ask questions. Honestly, he you ripped
2: you, me apart. Uh, you were in hell. That's a little different. Alan seemed to be a little more willy-nilly. You've been in shitty deals before. I'm also aware yeah. of that. <laughs> Honestly, do what you got to do. But all I can say is trust your feelings on this one. We watched with Alan. It started to spread. She kept going and kept going and then pushed it. Know your limit and play within it. I heard that somewhere. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you this. He has offered me things that I have turned down. So I have the capacity to say no for now. Well, let's just make one thing clear. If it's going to come down to you damning your soul or me going to hell, there's some good shit for me down there. All right. Take note. If somebody's dying, eh, moi. <laughs> and then we'll sort it out But yes We'll get fucking Alan So do what you gotta do okay. And I appreciate this conversation Shows your mind in the fine print And that's really important It deals with Supernatural entities Right Got it Can he hear everything That's said to you You listening asshole I'm always listening This
0: motherfucker Let's go Shut
2: And then up. I write On a piece of paper And it just says Can he read this And I hold it up
0: Yes I'm assuming you don't hear them, but I just nod to you.
2: And then I just write, well, I don't know why I write it again, but I do anyways. And I flip over the other side and I say, oh good, I don't have a plan. And I hold it up. I point to your collar
0: then I point to my brain then I wink and then I continue on. And I eat the piece of paper. <laughs>
2: It could have tasted worse. I mean, I haven't eaten all day. It's been a long time a <laughs> it's been a long, time. Skipped yeah.
4: both meals. So you spill out onto the upper part of the staircase. You can hear Warden Burgermeister Meisterburger up the stairs. seems to be um shouting something about the day of no births and how frustrating that is. Peeking up the staircase, it's a rectangular tower. So corners, stairs, usual. You're able to sneak up if you want. The door to his office seems to be open. You can hear him quite clearly.
5: Gary will kind of do a talent to leak motion <laughs> uh, and start to lead the sneak charge. Yeah. Is he's hoping.
0: Happy to be sneaking
2: with you. Okay. Roll me some stealth checks, please. I guess they want Von Strauss and I to sneak.
5: I rolled a 24 for my stealth. Yeah, I'm at a 16 for stealth. Seven for stealth?
1: 19.
4: So, obviously, Quinny and Von Strauss, I think there's something really funny about watching Big Man sneaking, but you're actually very good at it. <laughs> very nimble. You're, yeah, you're, you're an incredibly powerful character when you're not tortured. So, you guys
2: manage to sneak up quietly. Butthole is fairly loud, but I imagine stops the minute he clinks. I guess I'll breeze and then I can walk in after them. So, when I realize I'm doing terribly, I'll just stay where I am. Yeah, but I'll let I'll him I'll keep like
0: going. Hand signal stop and then just kind of mouth you We'll call you. We'll bring you.
2: I go to nod and then realize that'll make noise. And then I just cross my eyes at you and uncross them, holding perfectly still.
0: And I look at you thinking like, does he get it?
4: The three of you who are stealthing get close enough to the door that you can hear a voice that almost sounds like harp music. It's so beautiful. It's just... very melodic and very soft. You say it's a voice? Yeah.
1: A shiver runs up von Strauss's spine.
4: The voice is so beautiful. You actually, you can't ascertain gender. You can't ascertain what kind of creature it is. Just truly all of you feel warm and listened to and respected. You hear the voice saying, the new army is everything you promised, Meister Berger. You've truly done wonderful work. And an absolute kudos to all of your trainers. They've really done such good work. The Quinny models are everything my siblings and I could have hoped for.
5: Oh my God, Ira Glass. Uh, <laughs> hi, this is
4: uh, Ira Glass. I'm a am I'm and d villain now. On today's episode, uh, Quinny clones and uh, what they can do for you. Let's throw some <laughs> extra... Vocal fry and hipster disillusionment on there, and I got myself an hourglass. Um, And then you hear uh, Burgermeister, Meister Meister Burger, can say, well, of course, you know, we only clone the best inmates, the most useful inmates, and I'm certainly glad to hear that they are uh, working for uh, your purposes. Although, I understand that the Unseen Hand is making short work of most of them. Uh, Why are we even bothering to train these people if they're just going to get mowed down in the battlefield? And you hear the soothing voice suddenly go very icily cold, and the shift is horrifying. We did not come here to debate with you, Meister Berger. We came to ask when we can have our next units. When will we get the Von Strauss unit?
5: Can I peek in and like do a quick scan? As much as I can, ignore these voices and just look for what I could perceive as the controls for these callers. Sure. Perception or what do you think? Perception would be good. Or investigation. You can do whichever one you'd prefer. Uh Eight. <laughs>
4: Uh, looking in and around you can see burgermeister meister burger they're standing there talking overlooking the yard it seems like there might be some combat happening down there now Burgermeister up on Meister Burger's head. He's very excited about this and is like jumping up and down and screaming in that horrible tiny voice. Meister Burger, however, seems to be more intent on making what looks like perhaps a plate of nachos. Like <laughs> a snack buffet. You're going to report yeah. this back to us. And I'm going to say, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> the room itself looks like a cross between they look good. <laughs> a very expensive box at a sporting arena mm. and someone's dad's man cave from the 70s. So just horrible carpet, green walls, Ooh.
2: musty couch. There's a dartboard that has really never been used, but it's there. There's like a mounted dwarf head on the wall. Everywhere throughout, if you look at pieces of furniture, there's a smaller piece of furniture sized for the hat person, very much ally the island of Dr. Moreau 100%. with the little one. Yep, just yeah. everywhere.
4: And then even though you're trying just to look around in the center, you can see a glowing orb on a small pedestal that looks wildly out of place but you suspect would be the control system for the callers. You also see, even though you're trying not to pay any specific attention to anyone, the most objectively beautiful person you've ever seen. And they've got that crazy ethereal beauty that defies your brain. You can't tell what race they are. You can't tell what gender they are, but just they are your perfect definition of beauty. And they seem to be smiling radiantly at Burgermeister Meisterburger.
5: So I'm going to pull myself away from this beauty and uh, try to look back. Do you roll me a wisdom save?
4: 14. It's really fucking hard, but you managed to do it. Um, What's
5: in there? There is an entity in there that is beautiful beyond words, and so therefore is a danger. Actually, before I state my plan, another question for you, which I'm not sure if I got from that perception check. With this tower, Gary assumed this may not be true. Is there any window or outing like way? Yes, away? sir,
4: there's windows. Think of it as an airplane control tower. So just windows lining it. There aren't floor to ceiling, but there's definitely windows lining the room. Gary turns to
5: you two, Quinny. Yeah. It has been wonderful to get you back to your original state. And for me, it has been very fulfilling, the training. Oh, so many of you to actually see the real you. For your friends, you should sort that out. Yeah, you're telling me. (laughs) The unseen hand wants to talk. And I'm going to dash into the room. I'm going to attempt to grab the globe. I'm going to attempt to throw it through the window that goes outdoors. I'm just going to follow it and just get out. All right. That's uh, my plan. Damn, you're going to spend some key points to dash? Uh, I've step of the wind. Okay. Uh, so I can dash as a bonus action. Yep. My jump speed is doubled. So that gets you into the
4: room, gets you to the
5: orb. And then I'm trying to both grab the orb and throw it and follow it with the rest of my movement. I mean, as a monk, you
4: have flurry of blows. So let's right. say your flurry of blows is the grab and the toss. Right. And yeah. then you can use your action to jump.
5: So that's two key points spent just to make, you know, the yeah. step of that happen. Party in a
4: flash. You see Gary disappear, bolting up the stairs. You hear him grab something, you hear a smash, what are you doing? I yell, butthole, and I run into the room.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to take off after him.
1: Into the (laughs) fray!
2: This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now, we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices if people were outside of the U.S. were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Greetings loyal
4: citizen of the conglomerata. it is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing, the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as $1 a month. That gives them access to other rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For $5, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits. And that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you'd much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself. So carry on with your Patreon-free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case, me and my regulators will see you soon. Excellent. You hold the sword up, and suddenly, as though an old memory, your sword bursts into flames. Oh! Dull. So, you can, a, you can add an extra D8 to all the damage you'll be doing with it. Quinny sprinting up the stairs, you manage to enter the room just in time to see Gary run and leap out a window. Moments later, you hear a crash and butthole. Your collar pops off. You're the only one left for the That's collar. Right. I was on
0: that yeah, yeah. Um doesn't have one yet.
4: It's
0: fucking game time. <laughs>
4: inside the room, you see this ethereal beauty and a rapidly turning purple burgermeister meister burger turn draw weapons burgermeister pulls out the ugliest looking trench spike you've ever seen and the ethereal creature almost hexadecimal style its face goes completely vicious as you say so, so, float so off the, ground.
2: the ethereal creature looks like our version of perfect beauty yes great to me it looks just like quinny great it's floating but it's identical to quinny awesome to quinny it looks like quinny <laughs> 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 and
4: Yvonne Strauss, I, do you have one for this?
1: I would say it looks like Lord Never Ember. Amazing. Alive.
4: <laughs> to be clear. happy. Just hanging out. <laughs> Smash cut to outside. Gary, you see the orb falling ahead of you. You're falling. And even though you're in free fall, one of the first time you felt free in, in ever <sighs> so long. Yes.
5: I can actually fall and use my one wing.
4: The orb shatters, your collar pops. What
5: do you do? I just kind of close my eyes and breathe deeply and then focus in on like, oh, okay, only one wing. Uh, and I try <laughs> to slow my descent. Or, you know, I could just cast slow fall. <laughs> Which is a monk thing. Either way, your feet hit
4: terra firma and you sprint off into the night.
5: I wink at the camera. I wink at four different places uh, where I think a camera would be. It'd be good camera angles.
4: And you disappear into the night.
0: Okay. So, if everyone can please roll initiative. Ooh, that's pretty good. 21 for Quinny's initiative. Two. Eight. Total initiative is two?
1: Uh, two.
2: Von Strauss. Admittedly, Von Strauss <laughs> is pretty foggy, so this seems sort of realistic. <laughs> right now, the Birdman just disappeared for Von Strauss. He has no uh, sense of object permanence. He's uh, just, he's
0: gone.
1: Literally, Where'd like, he go? when, when you guys have been talking, I've been kind of, like, blurring my eyes to kind of, like, just <laughs> Really channel. get into it. <laughs>
2: It's going to be hard to look at
0: your It's
1: really distracting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She won't stop doing it. It's just really distracting.
4: All right, so Quinny, you're in a room with a slightly more ethereal Quinny and both
0: Burgermeister and Meisterburger. What do you do? As per our discussion, this plan completely went to hell and we got to fight our way out of here. And I feel his presence and internally say, all right, let's run through some of the motions and see if we still got it. And my eyes will go black and infernal. I will recite the phrase that I have said one or two times. Does anyone in the room understand Infernal? Yes. Yeah? Whoever that person is, they hear me say, by my blade, your soul is his. Dope. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh say Von Strauss. You, you understand that. It doesn't sit well with you. Oh. But you're also still
2: tripping balls. So right. <laughs> anyway. You're not sure who said it. So, you're still not sure there was
1: a Birdman. So I just laugh maniacally. <laughs>
2: And
0: with all that flavor out of the way, I uh, I cast Hex on Meister Burger.
2: Meister Burger is the human part, and Uh, Burger Burger Meister Meister is is the the spooky goo pipe thing. Yep. Okay, so how does
0: that work, sir? So I place a curse on a creature that I can see within range. Until the spell ends, I deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage to the target whenever I hit it with an attack. Um, This is a bonus action also, so I'm still going to get to attack them. So they have disadvantage on ability checks, Made with an ability, I choose. So I can choose if they have like dexterity, disadvantage, Mm -hmm. or constitution. Given our present company, I'm going to make it disadvantage on all dexterity checks. So if you've got anything that they can dodge out of the way of, you've got a a higher chance of hitting them with it. Okay. So a shadow passes over Meisterberger's eyes. You can see sort of the hair on his very hairy neck stand up and he seems uh, gently uncomfortable. Okay. I'm going to close the distance between the two of us and attack with Frostbrand. Great. Do it up. Okay. 23. That'll hit. Seven damage. Do you
2: have any pluses?
0: I do. I apologize. Yes. Plus five. So 22? 12. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Seven plus five. 22.
4: (laughs)
2: Yeah, he's dead. He
1: explodes.
2: (laughs) You can hear Burgermeister leaping up and down on his head, being like... Uh, Next. Okay, so we know the little guy doesn't talk. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, so the ethereal creature waves its hands in a series of gestures and unleashes a flurry of magic missiles at you, Quinny. Well, Those will hit, won't they? They sure will. Dang it. So that is 11 points of damage. I'm going to use uncanny dodge. It's strange because you're seeing yourself, but if you're just so much more graceful and so much more elegant. Butthole. You've just seen Quinny throw magic missiles at Quinny.
2: Yeah, I don't like that shit at all because I heard a voice that sounded beautiful and talked about my parents. And I know Burgermeister Meister, Burger don't sound so great. <laughs> so that means there's somebody here on the Tingler side of things. So when he sprints and I just look down and feel the collar come off and my body fills with faith. Like I just, <laughs> I feel the magic and it kind of comes from the heart. I've had so much pain and so much loss because my magic has been gone. And now I know my magic has been gone because this fucking place did that. Which means this ethereal person and Burgermeister killed Martha and Kevin. So shit is going to get done in the name of Moonhammer. So I just howl. Just wake you up inside? Oh, God, <laughs> yes. yes. So I, I just yell, like, oh,
1: die.
2: Uh, <laughs> and then I, I reach out with a hand as I charge forwards at the ethereal floating Quinny because the only thing worse than blaspheming against Moonhammer is blaspheming against the most perfect man I know. So I, as a bonus action, summon the Fists of Moonhammer from the sky to lash out. The Fists of Moonhammer being hammers, right? Like- oh, absolutely. Got hammers for hands. That's the joy of the Fists <laughs> of Moonhammer. It's, it's all exceedingly violent. They will strike as I'm running forwards. That's a total of nine. No dice. All right. So they pass through, and as the magic missiles sprint towards Quinny, they actually bat the fist aside on that side. But that's okay. That was just the distraction. So I'm (laughs) swinging in, and I've got Moonlight Bringer. It feels so great to to be back in the world of Moonlight Bringer. So take a swing, single-handed, because I got my beautiful shield. That is a nat 20.
0: Beautiful.
2: And then I am going to use my power of hammer hands, channeling the power of the goddess, and the end of Moonlight Bringer farts. So it hits one way, and then I pull back and it farts forward and hits again. Or doesn't. In this case, it probably doesn't. That would be 13. That'll hit. Yeah. All right. So they both hit. So now we're getting fucking violent. So the critical role is, has also been powered by Moonhammer because Moonhammer hated that that hand got bad at his side. because I have the power to do that. I call it Farts of Fury, uh, <laughs> but it's channeling the power of Moonhammer once per turn. 26 damage. Those are Ooh. big numbers.
1: Hoo-ah. That
4: was a, uh, a potent hit against the creature. For a second, you lose the image of Quinny. You see it for its true self, so it kind of staggers to the ground. Uh, screams in rage at you, which of course just sounds like Quinny screaming in rage, but also really happy, beautiful rage. It sounds
2: beautiful to me because that's how angry I am. So it's sort of it's got an emotional resonance <laughs> yeah, 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 at yeah, my exactly, core. Exactly. Great. Paladin von Strauss.
1: Did I also see the creature flicker or yes, everyone saw okay. that because it was
4: because of massive hammer damage? So
1: I was or kind hamage, of I was will. kind of enthralled <laughs> in my bewildered state. And then I saw Lord Neverember change and saw the creature for what it was and just yelled, you demon, you shall not mock the Lord, never and, um <laughs> And so I get to take two hits. Yes, two is that strikes. what it is? Okay, yep. and so I'm just gonna, with my flaming sword, All right, do charge and just hack down into the neck.
4: So if you're swinging it two-handed, like you were miming it just now, yeah. uh, that'll be d8s.
1: So I have to roll to attack, right?
4: Yes, that's correct.
1: And mm-hmm. I add five to both. Yep. First one is eight. Second is nine.
4: You come in swinging, forgetting that you're also slightly drugged up, so you kind of stumble a bit. You're worried that maybe your internal organs aren't where they were originally. There's all sorts of weird potential stuff that's going on with you. So you take two big arcing swings of the sword, missing both times.
2: (laughs) Nevertheless, butthole, pretty cool. Got Paladin Von Strauss hanging with you now. (laughs) This is great. The sword's on fire. I'm so into it. (laughs) Uh, I mean, secretly in my head. No, Deathfield Fury. but Yeah, Deathfield Fury, but
4: cool. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Tough round. Quinny, you're engaged with Burgermeisters. Yes, and I
0: will continue to fight them since I've cursed them. So I'm going to take another swing. That should hit. The 19 on the die plus uh, 8. Yes, that'll hit. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty nice. So that's going to be 17 plus 5. So 39. Maybe a little less than that. 22. 22? Yeah, I guess just we should actually say how much it is. <laughs> I, I would appreciate that for keeping track of HP. <laughs> it was
4: 39. As one does. It's 22. No, it's, 22. <laughs> it's 22. I'm so sorry. Please don't. I gave you your body back. I know, I know, I know. Please you don't asshole. have like a meteor fucking hit me or anything. Oh, I'm so sorry. So uh, a sound hit. It staggers him slightly. As he falls backward, Burgermeister leaps off at your face, blowing a horrible puff of smoke into your eyes. Okay. uh from his uh, weird, gross mouth, it fills your throat, and uh, I need you to please roll me a constitution save. Twelve. As you choke on the fumes of the smoke, and as the tiny rat monkey starts punching your face, you fall prone at Meisterberger's feet, and he yells, Stompy, stompy! And he attempts to curb stomp you into the edge of the weird two-level floor. I don't know, it's just trying to oh, yeah. Try yeah. And stomp your head. So you're prone, so he gets advantage. So he will hit you for 15 points of damage. I'm going to use Uncanny Dodge. <laughs> can you use that every time you take damage?
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. High level rogues, they get super shifty. Yeah. Oh,
4: that's fine. That is their turn, which brings us to the ethereal creature. It turns its eyes on Von Strauss, having just rushed it. It is going I to. I
1: will attempt to parry whatever the hell it's doing.
4: Great. <laughs> uh, can you please roll me a wisdom save? Nine. So remember how funny it was that someone's going to steal someone's soul? It's really funny to you now. Uh, and you see Lord Never Ember standing in front of you and he's regaling you with a tale of that time that everything was great in Neverwinter and he was definitely <laughs> alive and you hadn't been the subject of an experiment and everything was great. Um, so you find yourself overcome with torrents of hideous laughter <laughs> And you uh, fall prone to the ground. You'll have to save to get back up. Because currently, oh, you're just having the best
2: time. Butthole is way too high. Damn it, Von Strauss, you drugged up fucker. (laughs) Uh,
4: Which brings us to Butthole. You can see the creature. It's weird because Quinny is telling a bunch
2: of jokes about Neverwinter to Von Strauss. And Von Strauss is loving it. Yeah, like, fuck that shit. So I have a moment where I start to chuckle at one of the jokes. And then the fist of Moonhammer pops out of the sky and just sort of like taps me on the head. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then it (laughs) thumps. Thunders forwards, taking a swing at the ethereal being. And that is a uh, 10.
1: We are rolling real hit. bad right Th- that now. That
2: will not hit. It's okay. It got caught off by the laughter. For some reason, whenever this creature is looking, it's driving the hammer aside. Maybe there's like an attraction. Admittedly, Moonhammer is very much about the party. And I think this creature seems to be very much about at least the jokes, which is within the wheelhouse. However, after the, the loss of Martha, I yell, how did you know that name? Uh, <laughs> and then I'm taking a swing with Moonlight Bringer. 26 to hit. Yes, that will hit. I ram the hammer forwards into the gut, and then I swing it all the way around again as the hammer farts and do an overhead swing down onto the creature, which oh. is a nat one. Okay. So for the first hit, for the record, roll 2d8s. That's three ones in a row, people. We're really <laughs> taking over the world right now. Six damage from the hit to the stomach. Though that makes sense because that wasn't supposed to be the finishing blow. That was just supposed to be the warm up. Yes, and then you're using the
4: fart power of the hammer to yes. talk back. So in your confusion about why Von Strauss is laughing so much and also the difficulty of hitting your pal Quinny, you loosen your grip slightly and as the far power blasts it, your hammer flies out of your hands and out of the window.
2: Oh, can you Mjolnir it back?
1: <laughs> I was literally just thinking that.
2: I hold out my hand and think for a second and nothing happens. I'm like, no, I cannot, I cannot do that. That's, that's going to take a trap. <laughs> brings us to Von Strauss.
4: Oh my God, yeah. And there was that time at the Moonstone Mask where, you know, you were a paladin, so you didn't do anything, but I did a lot of things.
1: Why would this be funny?
4: Because <laughs> you're enchanted. Try and roll a save.
1: All right. 14.
4: Wait a minute. Why would this be funny? This isn't funny. (laughs) We're in the middle of combat. What the hell's wrong with you? You grab your sword. uh, You're still prone. What do you do?
1: Okay, so I'm going to two-hand it over my head and just try to drive it into the creature's gut.
4: Okay. You'll be at disadvantage because you're attacking from the ground, but otherwise, go ahead. Two strikes. That's right.
1: Thank you. 19. That'll hit. To hit. The second will be 15 to hit. That'll hit as well. I roll my damage. First one is eight damage. The second is nine damage.
4: The ethereal creature looking pretty fucked up. You've driven the sword straight through it. It begins to cry. The Never Amber illusion is, is still there, but it begins to cry and plead with you and, and beg you not to do this.
1: And I'm kind of laugh crying, but also really oh, angry. You're
4: having a hell of a day. <laughs> All right, Quinny, top of the round. All right. You're on the ground. You've got a monkey on your face.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to spring back up to my feet. Is the monkey going to be an issue for me making an attack? The monkey will give you a disadvantage. All right, then I'm dealing with the monkey. I'm gonna wrench him off my face. I'm gonna throw him out the window. Okay.
2: There <laughs> will be a dexterity check, please. <laughs> if he steals my hammer, I'm gonna be
0: so mad. <laughs> uh, so a different
1: windows. <laughs> There's so much shit flying out the windows. That's a nine.
4: So you're trying to grab him, but not unlike Billy Fingers. He is fucking fast. He is just crawling all over that face. Well then I say, Belly! <laughs> Billy sees your dilemma, sees you stumbling, batting at your face, and Billy runs and does the Luke Cage kick from um, (laughs) Mortal Kombat.
2: (laughs) He goes...
4: But you see something Quinny in his eyes as he does it. You can tell he's so distraught and that he's fired up. He's furious. I've never seen him so angry. It means he doesn't check his speed. So he boots that monkey, and together the two of them blow out
2: through a window and off into the night. Oh, shit! Well, well,
0: just another friend will have to get back. I'm just like Jesus making fuck. a checklist:
2: get the hammer, get, get the monkey, see yeah. if Gary isn't dead. Get <laughs> Alan, get Billy Fingers. Why are we getting the monkey? He well, means I, wrench. You just want no, the, no, no, no. I that you just monkey want too. Monkey. Well, yeah. I, d- Listen, <laughs> wrench seems to be a little bit undead, and we don't have any replacement parts. So I think a second so monkey maybe could just get just get a barrel that you can put all these monkeys <laughs> in. If Alan
4: needs a new body, we gotta put her somewhere. Quinny, that'll be your your full action. Yep. But you are now monkey free. Meisterberger is screaming at the top of his lungs. He seems very genuinely concerned about the the possible death of his monkey companion. Unlike all of you with Billy Fingers. Oh, oh no, we're
2: concerned. My we're turn just... is over, but I have to go right. find him. Fair enough. For some reason, we all believe Billy Fingers will be okay. <laughs> Brings us Billy to fingers as the best of us. <laughs> we're, we're worried about Alan, Billy. We're confident about.
4: <laughs> Brings us to Meisterberger, who is. Absolutely livid. You're still standing directly in front of him, is that correct? Uh, Yes. Quinny? Yeah. He screams, he was the best part of me! And you you seem kind of lock his hands together, and to your shock, he seems to summon a ball of flame. And then he just full-on street fighters it at you. He Um, dokens me? Yeah. Oh my god. Please roll a DC 16 dex check. That's a 15, so I just came up short. Just short, yeah. So, take 17 points of flame damage.
1: And
4: you can see tears rolling off his rough cheeks, but also evaporating in the heat as he maintains the fire streak. Outside the window, Burgermeister and Billy Fingers are in a full Gandalf-Balrog fight. But because they're so (laughs) small, they are falling forever. The
2: music's playing, like
1: oh, I just pictured like the wind buffeting oh. them around like a plastic <laughs> I like, bag. I like, <laughs> like the song you're taking. singing
2: is what I was picturing, <laughs> which is that music from Titus, <laughs> the, like the Tamor version. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like Billy fingers is
4: <laughs> like blocking the attacks, <laughs> but like punching with his other <laughs> little fingers <laughs> as they continue to plummet towards. They're both the earth. trying to jab at each other's eyes, but it's just claws at eyes. Yeah, or the, the monkey's trying to bike him with the back of his pipe. Honestly, it's a tremendously dramatic fight. We don't have time to go into it right now, but <laughs> wow, uh, <sighs> that's so good they'll never show it on TV again. That brings us to the ethereal creature, which is weeping and dragging itself along the blade until it can reach a handout to you, Von Strauss. And as it touches your face, uh, Ah. you feel that stupid love euphoria that they always show when they play da-da-da-da-da, where you're running through a field and everything's Mm -hmm. great. You are every dating ad you've ever imagined. (laughs) So what this is going to do is I need you to roll me a charisma save, please.
1: Okay. 19.
4: You've never frolicked in a field. You're the paladin Von (laughs) Strauss,
2: damn it. Von Strauss hath not known love. (laughs) Von Strauss hath known service. If it had got the spell right, it would have just been you doing chin-ups and bowing to people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
4: as, as you're running through the field, it's exactly that image. And kind of in the sky, you can see this creature waving its arms and smiling. And then you're running and you're happy. And then all of a sudden, the sword's coming out from behind your back and you just cleave through the image and it falls away and you're back to holding the blade in the creature's gut and it looks furious.
2: Cool. Uh, Bring us Hmm. to Butthole. I look at this ethereal creature. It's sword still in it. I'm on board. Mm -hmm. Just staggered, asshole. Uh, (laughs) And I just look at it and I say, Moonlight Bringer, out the window. Billy Fingers, out the window. Alan, I don't fucking know where. Martha dead. And you killed Kevin, the master of disguise. You took all that away from me, but you know what you didn't take? Moonhammer! And then a fist thunders down to try to hit it in the back. 18 to hit. hit. Yep. 18 damage from Ooh. the fist in the back. Ooh. At which point, I present my shield before me. And I close my eyes, and then I summon a swirl of hammers all around me, extending 15 feet in all directions. I know that this creature is within them. Is Ber- uh, me- Meister Burger also yep. great? So they both need to pass a wisdom saving throw, DC 15. If they fail, they take 3d8 damage, half of saved. The ethereal creature will take full. Meister Burger rolled a 20, so I'm going to say that
4: his rage and fire, he uses the kind of continual stream of fire to buffet the like the
2: hammers away. 16 damage from the swirl of hammers of the moon. The
4: hammers are just pounding into this thing and it's screaming and it sounds like babies crying and... It's horrible and wonderful at the same time. It is incredibly bloody. It's barely holding on. Von Strauss, you've got your blade buried in this thing. The hammers are pounding it deeper and deeper onto your blade. What do you do?
1: I am going to dig my feet in and try with one final stroke to eviscerate. The <laughs> so you want to you raise the blade? I want to raise yeah, the blade to up chat. into its chest. Can
4: you roll me a strength check?
1: Yes, sixteen.
4: So it is a lightweight thing at this point. You, staggering to your feet, surrounded by hammers, stand up, raising the creature on your blade, and then the blade bursts into flames, and the creature writhes in agony and falls limp. All of a sudden, the room seems to become darker. The world seems like a less lovely place. It seems Mm -hmm. like we've really lost something powerful. And Von Strauss, you immediately recognize, now that the illusion's fallen away, the very classically patrician features of a plantier. Cut to. Ooh. Do we know Wait. which plantier it was? Because yeah. I recognize them as well. This isn't one you've met. Well, there's parents, or there's maybe some siblings. Uh oh. You guys know that there are five siblings, each of them seems to have power over one particular element. You're not sure what element this one was controlling. I know. Fucking element of being handsome. <laughs> They did look like you. Yeah. The element of sex appeal was my thought. (laughs) So the plantier is dead. That brings us to top of the round, Quinny. Meisterberger uses the last of the fire to kind of knock the hammers away and
0: is still screaming obscenities at you. Oh, so he's not giving up, even though he's the last one. You killed his monkey. Well, I mean, Billy Fingers might kill his monkey. (laughs) No! hey! hey. (laughs)
5: off!
0: All right, got to make this quick. Got to check on Billy. So I'm going to attack. 14. That will not hit. Nah. Which brings us to him. He
4: is so fucking mad and bummed out. He's going to rush you with his trench spike and throw two quick punches. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he'll hit with both. Okay. And that is 28 points of damage. i mean, going to uncanny dodge, so I don't fucking die. And I need you to roll me a strength save, please. Okay. That's a seven. The strength of his blows, he's hitting so much harder than you think he has any right to. Mm-hmm. You get thrown back 30 feet. Okay. Pretty much the size it's of the out room. Out the
0: door and down the stairs. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, I think you actually smash up against one of the windows, but oh, okay. the windows are small enough that you wouldn't just go through one. Oh, okay. Um, so you hit it, the, the glass cracks and kind of fall forward onto a couch, taking an additional two points of damage. Ooh, okay. But because you land on a couch, I think you're back on your feet. All right. And he starts stalking towards you, screaming. As he goes, you notice
2: that he picks up a bomb collar in each hand. Which brings us to Butthole. I look over at Meisterberger, walking towards Quinny, and I go, we're taking you alive, you fucking don't. Uh, and then <laughs> I uh, turn, and Moonhammer is swinging in from one side, and basically she's trying to punch one of those arms so she can try to knock one of the collars out of mm-hmm. one of his hands. Ten total. She punches, but he's a stout halfling. He, that, he shrugs it off. That's okay. She was just the distraction. So now I am running towards him, which I imagine would bring him back into range of Hammer Guardians, so he's got to pass a passive wisdom saving throw of DC 15. He does. And then he takes... Nine damage. And then my whole goal is I'm trying to shoulder charge him and just throw him as far back as I can. Not towards Quinny, but just sort of like sideways, you know? Currently, you could probably try and knock him out the door onto the stairs. Yeah, so this is like my Terry Tate off his linebacker moment. Yep. Uh, I'm just holding the word doink, Uh, and then I'm going to hit him. So what do I need to roll? We'll do an opposed strength check. Oof, I got a nine. I got a three. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll say I'll hit I'll hit him with the toothy shield because I've got my T-Rex infused. Thanks, yeah. that gives me an extra bit of damage once a day, so I'll take that. Deal, we'll say an unarmed strike, so D6 plus your strength plus whatever that toothy strike is. That's uh, another nine damage. His shoulder
4: blast him and uh, take some spiky shield. And yet again, we move into gently slow motion. He gets knocked. He's got the two bomb collars in his hands. He's flying backward towards the stairs when all of a sudden you hear snoo and through the window on a hang glider <laughs> comes Goblin Jr. with wrench on the back, riding him like it's the fucking Doctor Strange Love. And they smash their way through. Can one of you roll me an insight check real quick? Can we all roll inside? Yes, yes, please do.
0: Eleven. Ten. 15. Quinny,
4: you see this happen, it's pretty insane. But you know what you want to have happen. So I think you just look at Wrench and you make an explosion noise. Mm -hmm. And Wrench nods and you see him fiddle with a thing on his belt. He holds up a button and goes, eh? Like shrugs at you and presses it and Burgermeister explodes in the hallway. (laughs) Just splatters guts and you also hear a chain of explosions downstairs. uh, And the foundations begin to rumble on the building.
1: The
0: first thing I do, if I can take a move now. Yes, um, we're out of initiative order. The villains are dead. I was blasted up against the window. The first thing I want to do, given that these fights happen, in like a short amount of time is mm-hmm. look out the window can i see billy fingers and the monkey falling you see a <laughs> monkey on the ground no sign of billy fingers
2: i'm gonna look over at Quinny and say get any fucking papers or plans you can we gotta hang a rope and i'm gonna go over to paladin von strauss and say great work this is probably not gonna make you happy but this is a good idea and i pull the sword out of our mystical scary whatever and i'm going to cast revivify which brings him back to life with one health point and i'm gonna say listen doinko this place is going to fucking collapse. So we're going to carry out of here and then we'll talk. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. All right. <sighs> I'm going to take that as an agreement. <laughs> I sling, sling the Palantir over
4: his shoulder. Goblin Jr. immediately goes and starts snarfing at you and pointing outside. You can see the SS McSquigley is in close distance and to your surprise and delight, Bucky is standing there behind a giant spear grapple gun. All right, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to get out of the way of the window then. (laughs) Good call. A giant spike comes blasting through the window. Dig solidly into that horrible carpet and you can see in calling to you from up top and Goblin Jr. snarfing
0: at it, very proud of his hang glider. Super good hang gliding. Quinny's going to grab a magic collar and a key for it. There are no collars left. Oh, damn. Okay. But there are a bunch of papers,
4: Burgermeisters, yeah, uh, personal effects, all sorts of stuff. So can you roll me an investigation check, please, real quick? And Paladin von Strauss, how do you feel about this revived Palantir?
1: I'm with it enough now. I think I'm coming to to let this the layout. is in right. control i'll make my decision i'm gonna follow these guys and wait this out
0: nine for investigation nine for investigation could we all investigate yes we got please all? Do. yeah i trip hit my head on a desk and fart
1: 14
4: i got 16 for investigation. so Quinny, you're looking for bomb callers and you're not finding any no. but the two of you managed to sweep paper off desks grab ledgers grab as much stuff as you can and then bucky says
0: come with me if you want to live
4: so McSquiggly descends to a height at which you can faster up down into it. Then I looked at
2: Goblin Jr. and the wrench and I say, listen, Billy Fingers is down there fighting a psychotic monkey, also Moonlight Bringer. Can you guys get that? And Goblin Jr. looks like snarf, snarf, and points
4: over the edge of the wall and looking over the side of the prison, moving faster than you would think is possible, is Billy Fingers just fucking dragging Moonlight Bringer. <laughs> just dragging <laughs> it and climbing. The theme song is still going in his head, but now he's really tired. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I want to
0: help him because he helped me. He got that monkey off my face. I cast Mage Hand and I reach out and I pick him up.
2: Belay like what I said, just pack up your hand glider. It's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> um,
4: yeah, you all fast rope down onto the McSquiggly and behind you, the emerald parts of the prison begin to collapse and fall. And the last thing you see is the entire new structure collapses to dust is the head of your good old boy, Squidgy. And the skull almost looks like it's smiling as the uh, monstrosity that was his final act implodes. And I say, man, we killed a lot of people today. You see a ton of inmates running out of the collapsing
2: prison. Oh, good. The criminals are free.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there's there's a fight between Quinny's and as the airship begins to, to pull away, you see mass chaos down there. But the old prison, still standing. Yeah. So you're now safely back aboard the McSquiggly. Where's Ranger? I want to punch him in the nuts. You're informed by some of Bryn's crew that Ranger and the entire stained guard are missing. What? what? They murdered oh. a number of the crew and left.
2: Fucking Santhus, you fucking blue asshole. Fucking fuck. Fuck! And I drop my Palantir and I'm like, you fucking sit there for a minute. Do we have a goddamn collar for this asshole?
4: And you have Genovic is like, I got one right here! And he just slams a non-magic
2: collar over him and then just starts punching him in the face until he's unconscious. <laughs> Honestly, Thank you. Do you know that's the one thing that worked out to you? are welcome,
1: buddy. Once Josh just like folds his arm and, and, and nods <sighs> appreciatively.
4: So you're informed by Bryn that the Unseen Hand has seized Neverwinter. There are reports coming in that Lord Neverember and the entire ruling noble class have been executed and they have seized control of the city. However... There are rumors of a rebellion beginning.
2: Oh fuck, okay, I know where this is. Uh, and I turn to Bucky and I say, you set course for Fandelver. Aye aye, Mr. Butthole. We're going back to where it begins and this time we're gonna kick more fucking ass.
0: Is that Paladin Von Strauss?
2: Yes, that is Paladin Von Strauss. Oh,
0: that's so cool. And, and Quinny, you're you again. Hey, where's Alan?
4: Epilogue 1. Gary ran. After being cooped up for so long, it felt strange to be able to take long strides again, to feel the wind rustling his feathers. For a moment, he closed his eyes and opened his senses to the feeling of the breeze, the clean, fresh scent of the air. He tried to ignore the explosions and screams that carried on the wind, but that was none of his concern. Although things hadn't gone exactly according to plan, Gary did manage to achieve a few of his goals. Escape was first and foremost, never far from his mind. He knew with the war underway that his masters would have need of his services yet again, that perhaps he could be the tipping point to bring order to a chaotic world. His mind drifted back to the lab. He had been warned long ago that should the opportunity present itself, he should kill or recover the abducted geneticist Martha. She had been of great use to the unseen hand, but her abduction at the hands of the planteers had complicated matters greatly. He had hoped to extract her, but her death suited his purposes fine as well. The lab itself was his great triumph. Such power could not be left in the hands of the enemy. He could still feel his taloned fingers grasping the knob on one of the explosive tanks and loosening it. He'd hoped to escape, of course, before the lab exploded, but such advanced technology was unpredictable, to say the least. Can't argue with the results, though. The lab was destroyed, and Martha along with it. Where he had failed was in eliminating the Paladin von Strauss— foiled in his attempt to unplug the vital, life-saving gear before the explosion. The von Strasses had always been a thorn in his master's side, and he'd hoped to curry favor by eliminating the heir to their lineage. It had been a while since Gary had played dice, but if he was a gambling bird, he'd reckon that fate was on his side in only one of these three objectives, the destruction of the lab. The rest was poor luck. Nevertheless, Gary was now free, free to report back to his master's. The only ones with the vision and pragmatism to bring order to the world. To ensure his freedom. The unseen Han and his mistress, Lady Antebellum. The road would be long, but Gary resolved to enjoy it. He hoped Quinny would join him, but he was sure their paths would cross again someday. In the meantime, he had an open road, a clear blue sky and room to move. Gary was, after all, a free bird. Epilogue 2. At first there was nothing. Just darkness and an emptiness. And then there was fire. They could feel it flicking at the very edges of their consciousness. Flames, smoke, breaking glass. Slowly, they began to blink their eyes through the smoke and the haze. Where are we? No one seemed to have a good answer for that. Are these our hands? Our beard? Our hooves? There were no clear answers, but there was fire. Slowly, like a long-forgotten instinct, they began to stand. Unsteadily at first, their hooves slipping, their legs trembling. The hands were nimble, began to help them move aside debris. The eyes were keen, looking around. The large, long ears began to twitch, hearing the sound of vials exploding. Finally, the eyes spied it. A way out. We must go. As they began to run towards the small gap, their one chance at escape, finally... They thought, what are we? There was no answer, but there was escape, and thus they threw themselves through the small gap and out into a new world.
3: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
0: Hey there, we're DM to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head.
4: So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit DM2GM.com. dm to gm Get your game started.